Hyperspace 2156. Good evening. Tonight we have a tale of terror, the worst kind. A true story, yes. Well, you see, it is in this year that the radio demagogue Peach Manworth and his trusted companion, the effervescent, unintelligible, greasy Chuck, venture to find the vanished meteorologist Elbows of Despera. However, they dared to step into the not derelict, an abandoned space station of horrors commanded by a Scotsman most sinister. And you see, there is no telling what will happen to our radio host and his big band leader. Viewers, my name is Pietro Carolini. And I implore you to join us for a frightful few and to step into a hellish place like you have never seen in Peach Manworth and Greasy Chuck and the Knights Aboard the Not Derelict. <laughs> Peach. Chuck. Kill me. Kill me. Three days out from Despera, our heroes glide through that cosmic abyss. They're sailing smooth thus far. Thus far. Ah, thank you for flying, Chuck. I never knew you were so good at piloting. <laughs> I would call you that myself. Oh, gee, Willikers. Coming within a few clicks of the derelict. I hope Elvor is safe and sound. I do. Uh, you know, not that I think this is the reason why, but I can't help but ponder that I had some part to play in this. But am I being facetious? Do you think my irritation with him had some part to play? How do you Probably right. Oh my god. Chuck, it just hit me. We're really doing this, aren't we? Yeah. Well... You don't seem scared at all. Leastways, not compared to moi. You're right. We can do this. We can do this. Uh, here, take this radio piece. Uh, well, we can communicate with each other if anything happens. Let's take it easy. Got the music. Oh, and on Eula, it's Sam Hain evening already. In more ways than one, my dear Peachman, with <laughs> their music quickly fizzled, their radio increasingly static, as their meager ship drifted through a small caisson, drenched in water and icy dust. The two braced themselves, and when the detriment is cleared, when they saw what lay before them, their jaws dropped to the cold floor. Oh, lordy! There she is! The not derelict! <laughs> Greasy Chuck's declaration was simple, but no less true. Shaped like a grim cathedral, the derelict, so named for its decrepit hollows of impenetrable shadow and skeletal outer frame, towered. Even with the infinite behind it, this crooked, bulky thing carried hugeness. It could take someone multiple days to traverse its entirety, or do surmised. Gray and black, it bled leaky fuel that clouded around its exterior. A true corpse of what was once a magnificent space station to carry humanity's dreams. 
now left to fester from its nightmares. Ugh. Oh, why, Chuck? This not derelict doesn't look too bad. Why? It's antique architecture. Makes it look like one of those old properties consumed by gentrificado. Perhaps. That makes it more hellish looking. Alright. He's probably got patrols. Why don't we slither in? Hmm. Watch this. Beep, boop. Mm. Yes. <laughs> they shan't hear us around the perimeter. I've tinkered with our signal. Well, when you work in the airwaves, you must know they're every beautiful <laughs> corona. Do you think your attraction to its ghoulish architecture and radio tricks will salvage the day, Mr. Manworth? <laughs> How wrong you are. Suddenly, they crept towards one of the derelict's many openings. Greasy Chuck felt a tingle run down his slimy, moist back, but he attributed it to the deeper vacuum. Peach had the same tingle, and neither knew that it had nothing to do with the temperature. They hid their fear as they approached the well-placed docking pad to park their ship. Thankfully, they had not seen the two bulbous bloodshot eyes in the shadows above them. Or why, they may have truly left Elvors to die. After you, Greasy Truck. He said as they killed their engine. <laughs> Slug and Radiocaster looked deep into the other's eyes. They held hands. There was no turning back now. They drew a deep breath and pushed open the door, only to hear music. One of Chuck's favorite pieces, in fact. The inside of the derelict was surprisingly pristine. Its checkerboard floor had no spots, and its submarine-like windows were equally spotless. Now, while these two cooks meander onward, let us move to see the object of our rescue quest. Yes, that's right. Who but Elvors starved for... Six days, nothing but a small window to look out into the endless black in his opal room, faint stars lighting his face, wondering how long he can last, having seen what lives aboard the derelict. Observe him in his infinite despair. I'm not having a good time. Hope someone's coming to save me. He knew his fate. Do you listen? Can you even guess in your fickle mind? Some good, good distance away, Peach's anxiety was being overtaken by a sense of sadness. Why, he thought, does something not grow haunted because of tragedy and history mingling? What laid in these walls? Who came in here and never came out? But this melancholy distracted him as he failed to heed what laid ahead. The great slug Chuck! Pulled that radio man backward into stealthy shelter, for his intricate senses had, by good fortune, detected down the hall a nine-foot-tall figure, wide and bearded, silhouetted like the devil's shadow. In the sparse light, it glitched like those horrible stop-motions of our youth, and from its mouth came an old shanty. What shall we do with the drunken sailor? What shall we do with the drunken Sailor, what shall we do with a drunken sailor early in the morning? The horrible Horius, captain of the North Derelict himself, the cosmic Davy Jones, the specter of the stars. Luckily, the two were so pants-shittingly terrified that they could not peep even if they wanted to. They listened to Horius butcher the classic shanty as he ambled. 
<laughs> Did you hear that? The ghastly wail only sounded once before complete silence took hold. Needing to investigate, needing to do something, Pishin Chuck impatiently opened a small door to the right. They found nothing. I mean literally nothing but shadow. Rumph! What terrible light. Come, Chuck. The search must continue. Chuck? Come on. What are you even looking at? Everything. Yes. Pish pulled him away with all of his might. Oh, good God. But Chuck, Chuck stared and stared. Chuck! And Pish pushed and prodded. For all intents and purposes, he saw in his glassy eyes, greasy Chuck was lost. Oh, Chuck. Oh, no, no, no. Chuck, I'm... I'm gonna... And it hit him. I'm gonna swing from the chandelier. The sweet sounds of Sia reverberated around the musical slug. Chuck came back to reality, his mouth and eyes wide, knowing that for a brief second, he flirted with oblivion. Oh, my sweet boy, I thought I lost you. Come, we gotta find him. We have to find Elvoris. Elvoris did not twitch as his door opened. He did not open his eyes. He could not, he was so weak. What was going to be different? He heard no beaten growl of trucks, no transatlantic twee of peaches. But he did hear the Scottish purr of his tormentor. Well, well, I'll be right, Skinnard. You've preserved rather poorly in only a few days' time. What do you want, old man? To check in on me, valued guest, of course. I've studied up on you. What a scandalous legacy you've crafted. If you're gonna kill me, kill me hard. Oh, no, no. Because I'm not letting you turn me into one of your followers? You got that? I'm here to do neither. Look at me. Glad to show some manners and this will be easy. Those simpletons out there are infatuated with you. And so, to hold you high and true by my side will break their spirit of exploration for good. A true deterrent against those who would think the universe is theirs to traverse. You'll be my shining example, my trophy on the mantle, my right hand, to help them who are lost see the truth. And that, Elvors, is why I have chosen you. I'd rather you kill me. <laughs> Lad, there are few like ye that I could get my hands on. No. I'll not let my designs fail. Resources are so scarce out here. Our meteorologist squirmed as her eyes reached a hand to his cheek. The monster's very touch burning his flesh. And I'd just hid for such a lovely lad to go to waste. What her eyes did next? Not even Elvoz knew. And that, my friends, is horror enough. Ah! 
His scream was louder than the wails of ecstasy from his many bouts of hot sex. So loud, in fact, that it echoed through the hallways, bouncing and bouncing until... Chuck! I know that noise was real. Oh, Christ, yeah, that's him all right. Um, uh, Chuck, we need a quicker. We must split up. I'm afraid time and circumstance have indeed made me loco. <sighs> Don't worry, we'll be okay. We must. Um, w- you call me without when you a word. As Chuck protested, frozen peace went off. Observe the classic blunder. These two creatives, versed with knowledge of the matter, should know otherwise. Oh, but it was not so much the physical danger Greasy Chuck feared. No, it was the solitude he so dreaded most when he set out. For once, in many years, Chuck was left by his lonesome with no oral sensation, where he was now surrounded by only his thoughts that he so tried to avoid. In fact, as he slithered, he did something for the first time. He looked to the left, and in a syrupy mirror, saw his own image. And he processed just what he was in his own eyes. A mistake of evolution. He shattered the mirror, and he slithered down the hall. But something happened. Every bit of the hallways turned to mirror, and the nightmare increased sevenfold. A voice rang out. <laughs> yeah, look at this beautiful alien stunk. I'm gonna stick my pursuit. Oh! It's Pregante! What is this? Greasy Chuck moved and moved and moved and moved, but the hallway felt endless. His existence never felt more painful. When he spun around to go back, there was but a door, an opulent door, and with no hesitation, Chuck flew through it and entered a magnificent worn down ball. Waiting in there for him were the skeletons of band members past. Chuck, why the hell did I bring you into this world? <clears throat> Great question. Without further ado, Chuck passed out. Meanwhile, Elvors was gradually being eaten by hopelessness, chewed up and spit out. He heard his future. Citizens of the Stars! Help! And suddenly, Elvorus was born anew. He knew that shipper transatlantic drawled and that growl, that wonderful growl. Beef? Chuck? Here. I'm here. He forced his eyes open and looked to the door to find his saviors. And he saw nothing. The poor, scandalous fool dipped down his head, a single tear falling from his eyelid as he came to the awful realization that the voices he heard were in his own head. Peach, Manworth, and Greasy Chuck would not have here. Reaping what I sow never made a meaningful connection with anyone. Who'd risk their life to... to... (laughs) 
Elsewhere, Pish knew not what happened to Chuck Norvors. His own thoughts were not as deadly as Chuck's, but he also had the misfortunate fortune of not being alone. For as he crept towards a damaged staircase, he met his first friend aboard the derelict. Standing on the mid-level of the staircase, skin white as Chuck, a lanky, impossibly thin figure wavered in a deep blue mechanics jumpsuit. Oh! Peesh, what is wrong with you? Blundering again, making your fear vocal. It is no surprise that the figure would crack their neck to face him. However... Oh, my goodness. You're Peesh Manworth, huh? I... Oh, wait, wait. A Canadian? You... Egads! The Midnight Runner! You were one of the crew that came here. Peesh, Peesh. You must get me out of here, yeah? Have you come to find us? Why, why, why don't you come with me? Greasy Chuck is somewhere around here. Where are the other Canadians? I'm the only one left. I'm the only one left. Let me come with. My friend, come with me. We'll all escape this awful place together. Good boy. What? Too late. What? Too late. The process is finished. The Canadian did not so much twitch or make any sound. His face grew blank and sedate. Peach watched, his feet glued to the floor, petrified like a mummy, as he stared at the last traces of this northerner soul vanishing into the ether. Finished. Good boy! Good boy! He reached up and tore his eyeballs out. Yeah! to be like two black holes. The man then hey. smiled as his teeth, one by one, fell from his mouth. Oh. 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 Oh.